when you are building a business, it is inherent that usually all of your energy is going to always go to what's shit. There, everything around you while you're building a business is shit because it starts off, you're in a fucking shitty little hut, you know, the winds are blowing like crazy and all you have is four fucking sticks in the ground with some hay on top mm-hmm. and the hay is flying everywhere and you're just like, wow, this is the shittiest structure ever, but people are still showing up to buy lemonade. And so, but, and you're not even focused on all that lemonade that's being sold. Like you're selling lemonade. People are fucking pumped about the lemonade and all you can think about is that shitty fucking hut that you're, you're working You're just focused of. on the negative. Yeah. Just show Just everything. Just show everything. Everything. And that's, that's what we the did. Keyword. And so people everything. really started getting interested. They're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, people are <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? I'm Jake the Rover. My life goal is simple. WWE star called Mr. America. My name is Leslie Carls. My nickname is The Panda. And I run this ship. Nick Just Nick. Can I get a midday squares? It is Midday Squares Uncensored. We talk about family business, chocolate, and whatever fucks are on our mind. Going forward, we got something new at middaysquares.com slash podcast questions. You, if you're listening and you want to ask us questions, get involved in the conversation. And uh, we love answering everybody that's listening. And, and you know, the goal of the show is to really get everybody up to speed with what's going on over here and for us to help you in your journeys wherever they may be. So it's middaysquares.com slash podcast questions. We have someone interesting on the show today. Well, in the room with us. <laughs> you hear her name a lot. It is Newman. Let's give snaps. Newman Shell. <laughs> Newman Shell is in the studio. Newman Shell, how are you today? No, they can't hear you. So Newman um, is transitioning to a new role over at Midday Squares. Yes, she is. What's that new role? You guys want to talk a little bit about Be- before that? Before we talk about it, Jake, can you stop picking your dead skin? No, no, <laughs> no I can't. I, I can't. I have it's to like, pick it up. You're off. like Austin Powers over no, there. No, my skin burned tremendously and now it's turned white. So I'm going to pick off everything because it really looks ugly. What yeah. happened? Nothing. You just, you know, when you drive a Wrangler with a top down all day and not realizing to put sunscreen on, um, you burn. I think um, you're asphyxiated on the skin. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I kind of like it, but like, you know, it's kind of like dandruff. So Newman Shell is becoming Midday Square's first ever show runner. And um, that's really exciting because this position has been really hard to fill. Phil, honestly, we've... What is a showrunner? So f- I guess it's our own definition, but it's somebody who kind of tells the story, builds the arcs, and shows everything. And we did have Caleb, who came from New Zealand, to be part of the team. And You've actually probably seen, seen him on some of our videos. Yeah, and he's amazing. And he had to go back to New Zealand uh, due to coronavirus. And so... It didn't work out in the end. And one day we were chatting and Nick's like, you know who would be perfect for the role? And I'm like, who? And he's like, Newman. Well, it (laughs) it didn't just happen like that, though. Well, no, there was... Because Newman out of nowhere, we were... we One day we were filming, uh, basically, I was getting ready for our big quarterly meeting with our investors and Newman was summoned to have to film that day and she just pulled a beautiful arc out of her ass. And so for everybody that's listening, what an arc is, is that you got to, you can't just show a story or tell a story. 
there's a start, middle, and end. And you need that's that. a good story. That's a great story. And so um, Newman has been transitioned into this role, and this is really, I would say, she's going on her first full week of where she will be telling the stories of Midday Squares along with Karam, who obviously leads all content here. But Newman, welcome to your new position at Midday Squares. We're excited to see where you take this. And everybody, just know that Newman is behind the cameras telling the great stories that unfold. The good, the bad, the ugly. That's how we do it. All right, so we're going to start the episode today um, with something that... So a lot of the responses we've been getting from a lot of the listeners is that they're really enjoying us kind of taking what's happening with us and, and conveying it into their journeys. There's a lot of people that are about to get ready um, to, to launch their own businesses, potentially starting their own brand, stuff like that. What do you think uh, is one of the number one things that they don't tell you about being a founder? So the media portrays a lot. There's always a lot of magazine, uh, sorry, no magazines. I'm saying magazines, a lot of blogging going on about, you know, everything that is. And I think there's a ton of information out there that is, but, but what do we think they don't tell you? I think team before? is everything. Um, I think now more and more they're talking about it. I think uh, the younger generation really emphasizes company culture, the people that fit into the environment and being authentic with that. And at the end of the day, like there's very few companies in today's world that do talk about their company culture. And when they're open about it, you know that this company makes sense to work at. And I'm reading books about Disney and Disney has a culture which I'm dreaming to go see. I'm willing to go on a business trip to Disney. I'm willing to go to Disney University, the Disney Institute. I want to meet the Imagineers because the way that they describe it it's my my creativity, my mind works like that. So I want to go see that. And when you hear those kind of things, you know, I think they're the type of companies that are telling you that how important it is to invest in your team and the culture, not just skill sets, not just, you know, personalities. You need the right fits. And if you don't have the right fits, things are going to break off. Things are going to, there's tension that's going to be built. There's animosity. And there's just going to be a lot of failures that come from it because you're trying to put something in that doesn't fit. It's like when you try to put a, a seatbelt and it's just not clicking in. That's what bad company culture is. You can never drive without the seatbelt. I, I would agree with that, especially... I know we've brought it up before, but anybody who hasn't watched Last Dance on Netflix, the Michael Jordan documentary, I strongly re uh, recommend that you do watch it. It's really, you can skip through the sports part. It's not about sports. It's actually entirely about team. And something that was really interesting for me was that Michael Jordan didn't win a championship for seven years. Like, in my mind, that guy won a championship the first day he, he entered the NBA uh, his first year. But I didn't realize that it took him nearly close to a full decade to win his first championship. And Drake, you bring up a great point because in the fucking documentary, one of the number one things that you see him say was it wasn't until the day that he figured out to start playing the team sport rather than just give Michael Jordan the ball and let him do his job uh, that they won. And so when he transitioned to a coach, he said this was a pivotal point in his career, which was... His original coach designed the entire team around him, and then Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson, who comes in and finally wins the championship with him, designed the whole way of the Bulls' strategy to play a team with Michael Jordan being the centerpiece, pivotal to that team. And, and once it clicked for him that he can start using his teammates to win, it was like he was unstoppable for the next decade. Well, you always see, and like, these, there's some big corps out there that, that, that hire big-time players, and it just falls apart. And... The reason why is because it don't fit. 
And if you're not going to fit your company culture and make it very, very, very clear when someone comes on board, don't hire them because at the end of the day, it's going to cause you a lot of time training, a lot of time of you guys both thinking that, you know, I don't know if this works. It needs to work. And the only way this works is if they could fit into the culture. And that doesn't mean don't change certain things in the culture. And I'm, you know, I think you always need to adapt and change, but the foundation of your company culture and what it was built on needs to be clearly emphasized whenever you're bringing a teammate on board. Hey, fucking men. Les, yeah. what are you thinking? I'm thinking that... Right, you have to answer a question. Yeah. Unless you want to add something on no, to that note. Uh, no, I think that you guys um, said it perfectly, but... I'm excited for your answer. I think for me, people are very... Uh, when, when you dive into something you think that there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot Are you answering the question just so we can prequel the audience? Yes. Okay. No, we is. didn't know if you were going on the last one no, or if you're answering. No, there's the only one question, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, right yeah, now yeah, which yeah. is what do they not tell you? Boom. Um when you're launching a business. Pumped, so pumped. yeah, for me what it is is I feel that 2% of a business is the creative part and I think that no one really you know tells you that and I think like even when I was in fashion I was a designer the first thing you think oh I'm gonna get to design collections all the time and to get to you know have photo shoots and and build out lookbooks and that is two percent of it the rest is really hard dirty work and I think even the same with midday square is like yes we get to make amazing snacks but we grind every day and I don't think people tell you about that and I think that people get excited about a business and all the fun creative things but they forget that you actually need to do the legwork in order for something to take off yeah I, I think you said it perfectly for me too um, I know we actually spoke about this a lot in in our Hector days when we were working together how like if you are not ready for that 95% of the shit that you're going to have to do when usually the imagination goes when you first start something yeah. that it's going to be, you know, roses and it's well, going to be the all, naiveness. Yeah, it's the naiveness. So I, I would that. agree. There's one other thing. Um, support. Um, I find it, you know, I've been through three ventures and my first one I thought, which was K Fitness, um, which is a fitness program outdoors boot camps, which is really I was really earn early on into the trend of that actually and i don't know the fucking trendsetter I, thought, I know but i thought no truthfully i thought um and through all the businesses i thought that um i'd have unconditional support and I, I, it sounds negative but you know your support that you believe in in your community only lasts to a certain extent it can't carry you the whole way and i think a lot of people think that oh yeah i have my network and you know let's let's pump it out and you know it, it will pull me all the way no you need to do a lot more than that it needs to go right out of there it could start with that jump start but after that jump start you need to grasp the world or the world around that community and i think that they don't tell you that when you're starting a business it's, it's like oh you know it's hard to get fucking support. It's fucking hard to find it and build it. You have to be true and you have to have a good product. And it comes down to that. But at the beginning, you're always told, yeah, everyone's going to come support you. The whole huddle, the family, the love, this, that. And you don't really see that. Or I haven't really seen that in the first no, you three actually, It's actually the opposite. I find you, you I find, I find there's very little support actually. Oh, close, and, and there's close. actually, yeah, everybody you think that is going to support you will not support you. And then the random yeah. people out of the woodworks come out and then they're supporting Those are the best, you. the woodworks. I also think that People need to understand that there's going to be a lot of noise when you start something and a lot of people are going to discourage you. Does that? Is, yeah, yeah, discourage you. Discourage you. And that happened a lot to my to myself. I mean, even when we said we were going to launch a 
chocolate bar company. People thought we were crazy. And I've had a lot of noise my whole life. And I think entrepreneurs and anybody who's going out there and, and, and trying something or doing something new or different or something that they love need to remember to block out the noise because the noise is very dangerous. Oh. And the noise could prevent you from actually taking that mm-hmm. first step. So block the noise out. Believe in what you're what you're doing, and if you believe in what you're doing, I think that's strong enough to get yourself off the ground. No, but I just want to add on to what you were just saying, Leslie. Um, my uh, this past Friday, because we're we're on Sunday right now, um, I had a heated discussion with my close friends. Um, there's a group of ten guys, and we were talking. And I just asked a random question out of nowhere. I had a weird feeling, and I asked, "How many of you actually thought that this midday squares would would, would be able to have you know some sort of traction and take off?" And they finally came after 18 months and said, you know what? I, I didn't really think, I thought like, uh, like it's not going to work at the end of the day. It's a chocolate bar. And, you know, we were glad to support you, at, you know, through that beginning time. But at the end of the day, their mindset in their head was, this is a chocolate bar. Like, what are they trying to do? And these are the closest people around my circle. And they'll, they'll take bullets for me. But the fact that that was that and... I didn't hear it at the beginning. I didn't hear it. But now hearing it and looking back is if I would have heard it from them, that noise at the beginning, I don't know what would have happened to me. I don't Maybe know what would have Exactly. That's forward. what I'm saying. Because people are influenced by so many people around them. Yes. I just, I started reading the, um, the Tony Heish book. What's the name of it? Zappos. Delivering Happiness. Oh. Delivering Happiness, the Zappos story. And in there, one of the quotes that he puts in from a tweet was, and I'm going to butcher this, so forgive me. Entrepreneurs will be flooded with opportunity once the road starts. Mm. It's those who are able to suppress their appetite that succeed. Oh, I like that. And, 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 should read and, the book. Yeah, and uh, you should. But uh, at the end of the day, that says a lot because to your point is the noise is not just negative noise. There's also going to be positive noise. Yeah. And that positive noise is going to be in your ear telling you, oh, you have this distribution network. Why don't you do this too? Or why don't you launch this? And you're going to get overwhelmed and you might take on too many projects. So I thought that was a relevant uh, tweet to bring up and I really like that. I'm going to answer the question too. So um, what do they tell founders uh, that they don't usually say in the media? I think that you're going to be the last one to eat the meal. What do I mean by that? You have to eat the dog shit for a really, really, really long time. And it's, I think it's very, very underestimated how long the dog shit will, re- will, will remain. Yeah. Um, Still eating dog shit. Yeah. We're, we're, I mean, we're eating dog shit left, right, and center. And you have to be okay with watching other people on your team succeed first. And so you as the captain are very similar to a cruise ship. Like, you know, if you did it properly, uh, you should be the last one to go down with the ship, but you also get the praise once the ship makes it across the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, once everybody on your team has risen and become the best possible selves that they can become, uh, only then will you probably start to reap the rewards of this thing that you created. And patience is fucking key here. Do you patience remember? Is key. Do you remember when we were in Mr. Cinnamon's office, David Cinnamon's office, and he said to us, "You eat dog shit till it turns into souffle." <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, yeah, David yeah. Cinnamon. I fucking he love did say you, that. man. That, that actually was him. David's one of our investors for legend. for those of you just listening to the show for the first for time. First time legend. Nick met him. He said I do that. actually remember that, I, and I and I actually remember thinking about it was crossed a steamy dog poop 
and and how that 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 could turn to souffle and i was like oh you're a fucking and his legend. legs were crossed white shirt yeah, tight yeah, yeah. tight shirt we, could we get a picture of david in yeah. the show notes yeah. to show everybody the tightness that we've explained i mean we've explained <laughs> his look this, he's yeah, jack he's jack. he's really fucking tight he's a special person he is he's a he's a beauty david <laughs> we love you um okay so starting out with one skew why why do we start out with one skew because um, that's a dangerous move. So and, and not yes. It, I, uh, we I, now I can say I don't think that actually. I don't but, think it's a dangerous yeah. move because Tommy Hilfiger, when he launched his brand, he launched with ties. Okay. I did not know. Yeah, this. he launched with ties. He was a tie guy. Yes, that. yes, he launched with ties, and it was the only thing he did. Wow. Okay, and I remember I was like, because when I started my collection, I wanted to launch with just pants, and everybody's like, do not do that. You need a full ready-to-wear line. And Tommy Hilfiger did it beautifully. But all to say, I think focusing on one thing and getting it across the finish line is key. You know, like at the end of the day, everybody, I've just read 100 messages today, okay? I went through our, our inbox. I haven't done that in, I don't know, a few days, you know? And then I go and I read through them. And the consistent thing is like, your bars are so good. Like, thank you for creating these things. And I and I read it and I'm like, yeah, because we didn't rush anything. Yes, we didn't wait till things were perfect, but we focused on something, we made sure it was fuck yeah, and then we launched it. There's a one disadvantage to it, and I'm gonna make it clear, is retail. Um, yes. One skew gives you the worst opportunity at retail. Because, of course, I know, but then you have to you have to you have to run a lot faster because you have limited space. Especially that we're in the refrigerator. Let's just keep that in mind. We're in the refrigerator, one of the most expensive spots in the grocery stores. We are competing for space. When you have one skew, especially that our boxes are made vertically and not horizontally, which we bring up all the time, um, that takes up like a beverage, the same amount of space as a beverage. So when you go in there one, it's v you get lost in the mail because you're you're with a ton of other different types of products. Les, what were you going to say? You do, but there's pros and cons to everything. So yeah, I agree that that's sword. a con, but i rather get a lifetime customer by giving them a product that tastes fucking good than trying to get um, shelf space in a retailer than not have a lifetime customer. Like, the only products I try that these we just people had have, we just had a product. That was that literally- That was dog shit. Dog shit. Okay. We won't name the name, but and but I had it. And I, I don't even understand how these the things end up on the shelves. The company has many different things, right? They're, they're there developing 100 products. But my thing is, is- I rather say develop two or three products, get really good at developing those products, launch them, okay? Be the leading snack in that division, right? Well, I do want to bring one point too back to even Jake's point is, listen, if you live in a fucking perfect world where you have the skill set, I don't know, maybe some people have the skill set to create three fuck yeah products out the gate, like, hey, good on you, go for it. We didn't have that skill set. Um, and I, I was actually thinking in the car on the way here, this this is something I was actively thinking about. Could you fucking imagine if we launched with three SKUs? Like, where would we be? Like, what, what it'd development? Be, it'd be horrible. What's next? You think about how much we've been able to, like, play out the anticipation of that Not next just thing. what's next. We are, guys, the evolution of manufacturing. I know. Like, but, the allergens. But just stay with me on this one yeah. thing. Could you just think about... Like the pressure of new flavors. Already, we've been able yeah. to take 
really 24 months coming up on to, to get to our third flavor. Which if is we would have came three out the door, like what we would have had to been on flavor five now. Like, I don't know. Look, it's all de- depends on your goals. Our goals was to build this out that yeah. we, we agreed on it at the beginning that we're doing one skew. So it doesn't mean that the other way is not the right way. And our goal is to give a people, really good product. No, but a lot of other people that you say that do have bad products out there, they're extremely successful and some people do love them. So tell me about what's going on with the success and shitty products. Do, have you figured yeah, out that no, code? It makes no, no sense. Well, I do. Wow. They, 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 there's. You guys both know how hard it is to win shelf space in retail. It is extremely hard, and a lot of bad products have the shelf space. They get the visuals, they get the eyesight, they get the people listening, and they get the customer like that. We have a lot harder time getting that space, winning that space, and then getting a customer, especially thinking that a customer has to come from the bar section to the refrigerated section to come buy bars. And discover. Psychology is a huge thing that we're doing every single day in our power to consistently train customers to start going to fresh products rather than preservative, chemical, synthetic products with full of ingredients that you know we don't necessarily agree with. But that being said, there are so many of those companies that have really succeeded with coming out of the bat with three, four, five SKUs at a time. Yep. And I can't say that that would have worked for us because I don't think it would have because we've made fuck yeah products. I've never tried the Almond Crunch, so I don't know, but I believe, <laughs> trust everyone that has. And the third one, Jake, which I'm not going to say. where are we at on you getting tested? I know we spoke it, about it three, Coronavirus episodes. screwed up the, the testing. Yeah, it delayed a lot. So people got pushed back and I got pushed back. Why can't I just sprinkle some almond flour on you or it's something? It's not worth it, guys. It's not it, worth it, anaf- eh? The anaphylaxis community would be very upset. I've done it yeah, before. Would, nothing happened. The agree. medical <laughs> science community would be extremely disappointed yeah. in both of you. No, I know, but I gave you <laughs> waffles with almond milk again, and nothing happened, That's crime. It's dangerous talk. It was an accident. It was, I didn't realize. It wasn't by accident. It was an accident, but point is you were fine. We took you to the hospital. Nothing happened. Yeah, you're right. I sat with you for three hours. Anyways, bring it back. I think that all in all, if you're going to start, then really have it in mind. If you want to go create fuck yeah products, then go with the one skew and fucking build it. But if you're willing to do a lot of other people have done and successfully done it, then do the five skew and then it'll start eliminating as shit comes back and the feedback comes back negative. And know, and know your skill set. Like like to Jake's point, I think too, is like, hey, we're not pros at this. This is our first time mm-hmm. fucking doing this. Uh, but one person did pull us aside early on. And I was like, whoa there, horsey. <laughs> Like you guys have never done this before. Just, just relax. I think one skew will do. And, uh, most important, yes, it's going to be an uphill battle when you have one skew. Your distributors won't want to speak to you. Yeah. Your retailers won't want to speak to you. It was the you. same in fashion. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. That's where fucking winners and losers are made. Because if you have the passion to win, you're going to make somebody fucking believe that it's time to bring on just one I skew. Agree. Wait, and I can you can you excuse me? Sorry. Can you tell the story of when we got into our first retail that was you know Marche Tao and how they gave us the chance and. One skew was very risky for him. It was taboo. It was actually, so we were actually originally rejected by the buyer. Um, so we had, and, and this is not anything negative against the buyer. They were no. doing their job and that was their thing. They were given the strict instructions that they do not list one skew products. Mm-hmm. Point for now. Love your product. We don't list one skew. It's so, a lot of work for them. It Just is a lot of mind. work. So it, paperwork it, and et cetera. Yeah, it's so. a lot of work to get the UPC codes in their system, which is the, the digits to scan. But so moral of the story is we then end up having, we've spoken about this, a crew love member reach out, say, hey, my husband knows yada, yada, yada. Point uh, point finale is that we end up in front of the owner who, who still actively every now and then discovers brands himself. And we sit down, Les, you remember that meeting, clear, crystal clear. And he just looked at us. He's like, listen, 
I don't usually list one SKU products. I love what you guys are doing. The fact that this person vouched for you is even another 10 plus on top of that. We're going to give it a shot. So I'm going to put you in on three facings. <laughs> three. Um, yeah, three facings because we didn't have three flavors. So he's like, we'll just give you three facings or else you're going to get annihilated in the fridge. And, uh, and yeah, and, 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 and we got our break. And ever since that break, we've been on the, on, on our way, you know, to try to make this happen. And so moral of the story is do what's best for you. Don't overextend yourself because I think you'll, if you're playing with fire, you'll get burnt. Um, and if you have a good product, someone will eventually give you the shot. So that's, I think, uh, that's a wrap on launching with a one skew product. So, okay. Every single week, you know, I think the goal is... I'd like to let people in a little bit into what's going on with us. Do we have any um, tips that we can give uh, a founder? So I know we started the show with it, but I'd like to jump into just something that you personally went through in the last week um, that could basically help someone out. I've got great things. So it's been not last week, but last month and a half, two months. Read books. Just take some time and read books. You can learn a lot. And I've learned things in the past month and a half that I'm applying every single day. And it's it's actually working. Like I'm seeing real life results from it. And, you know, I, as a kid, I never read a book. So I only started reading at 26 years old. So you can imagine I'm 26 now. So I just say read books. You could, There's so many amazing things out there. And it doesn't just, in you know, it doesn't just give you great ideas, but it, it, it improves. It, it's improving my communication and my my email writing. Just naturally understanding vocabulary helps to communicate a message. You got to practice that, and reading gives you that type of thing. And they always said, people always said to me, "Read books, read books." I never understood why they would it's say that. It's one of those things you have to just discover for yourself. But you got to love it. Yeah. Because if you don't love it, you're gonna give it up. You're you're just gonna stop after a couple pages, or you just can't find the right book. But when I got in my rhythm, I swear to you, it feels like the most enjoyable moment of my day. It's every really, single day. yeah, it's a weird thing. I've noticed a lot of people um, go through, everybody has just their real own rhythm of discovering books takes and like time. takes time and it happens at different ages, yeah. but I, I completely agree with it. Les, do you have something or do you want, I have something if you want some more time? Um, no, I think finding a safe outlet is important for a founder, having somebody that they could download on I'm a type of person that needs to speak often. So whether you finding that person you could download on, um, you know, having someone to just listen and or even starting a journal and consciously writing your thoughts um, on paper, you know, I think it helps. And it's kind of a good exercise um, similar to working out when you're kind of just letting everything go, you know, you're getting rid of everything that's kind of on your mind and that's really helped me and it's, it's, it's continuing to help me. That is a good segue into, I just want to talk about our therapist too at, at a little bit uh, in the next segment. But what I will say is one thing I never realized, uh, find a hobby. Finding a hobby is super important. I took up plants, uh, growing plants indoors recently and I, I actually am stunned about like, so I really wake up in a better mood, excited to see how my plants are doing when I come to the office. No, I know it sounds whacked, but, and then the hobby of like, there's really nothing to it. It's something that you get to take your brain away from the intensity of what's happening in your business and kind of go down this road of where you get to just let your creativity do its thing. And it's, it's, it's very healing. And I never realized how important it was. I always thought that my hobby could be something related to the business, but then 
then the plants came and the plants it's a crossover. Fucking, it's literally a crossover. Yeah. The reading's a hobby. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's not yeah. necessarily for the business, but I like some certain things that I could apply to the business as well. No, so. it, one, one, one million percent. And then like uh, another thing, especially because we're trying to do value bombs here, is this idea uh, of a therapist and how that plays out. So I know we haven't, um, we actually have taken a break from going all three of us, which we're going to pick up shortly. But We've consistently gone, I would say, all of us in one way, shape, form, or another. Um, different periods, you know, it was either me and Jake going or Les and I going or individual work. What, how important is that for a founder? Because I actually don't know any founders doing this I would this say part the, the most important. The most important. Could 100%. you give us a why? Um, it's a place where you can safely speak um and and have this person who can mediate and help you understand different perspectives um when it, when it comes to the three of us we're all really hard headed we're all really set in our own ways and we're all A-type personality stubborn people so you know being very competitive yeah very competitive exactly so you know being in the therapy sessions allows us to have a way to communicate with each other in a really safe way and i think therapy has actually helped us stop fixating on the micro and worry about the macro and i think that's honestly one of the biggest wins that we've had in the last year is stopping to focus so much on the micro. I think for, I don't know about you guys, but that's helped me tremendously and it's helped me a lot in my conversations with both of you. And I think therapy, it's like I'll go in there feeling like I have a ton of bricks on my back, but when I leave, I feel like there's no bricks. Yeah, I know what you're saying. For me, uh, I can say like I when we don't go, I feel farther from you guys. Yeah. Um, in terms of like I don't know what's actually going through your heads. Um, and it, it honestly, you guys don't understand, girls, guys, whatever. You guys don't understand how important it is that communication is something we as humans think we're good at. Yeah. We're actually Horrible. very, very, very bad at. I also think... Uh, Wait, J- Jake, before you go, could I... So I've realized Jake does this thing in the studio. Yes. You know it, eh? So right before he's getting ready to talk... It's actually perfect. Hear it? Yeah, because I could cue you in. because yeah. I, I don't use my hands. Yeah, his lip just like makes... Do the sound. Yeah. So I it, the second I hear that he on knows, my... Yeah, I know it's time. So you're ready. You're up. So I think that the therapist is important for personal growth. And I think that without personal growth, you can't bring that growth. You can't bring your per, your your real person to the business. Can't have a strong partnership. Exactly. So you need to personally grow as well. And and he, the, our therapist James Gavin has done. I'm talking for myself right now. Has done. I'm obsessed cr- with James. Yeah, he's the hottest <laughs> thing since sliced bread. His look is professional. Like his no, look. Like, I strive to be him. He, he's just so calm. He's like, cute. Who's the actor that he looks like? Uh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. So our he's hot. Our, our 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 business coach therapist literally looks like Clint Eastwood. There's nothing about I it call that him fires a friend. me. Up. Yeah, he's a friend me of too. ours. He's a friend of Midday Squares. Family of Midday Squares. Uh, forget honestly, a, forget about business coach. Like, you know, like we know he does that. Everyone yeah. knows he does that. Like he's more than that to us. He's 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 helped us. All three of us become better individuals as he, individuals he's our, and also he's better our as a root. team. Can I tell you? So if you don't watch Game of Thrones, I, I, I suggest you do at some point in your life because it's one of the best shows ever made. I was real. very resistant to it. I, I don't like those types of shows. He is the meister. Yeah. So so it, every 
every um, I'm going to use the word village. I'm blanking out. Has their like maester who who studies at like the Citadel, which is where everybody goes to seek knowledge. Okay, and so they're all the different like uh, you know areas have their own knowledge seekers. And Jim is that for us? He's like he's like our fucking Yoda. We go see him. The goat. And he he has so much wisdom. You can just. I feel like if I just put my stomach on his stomach, like Care Bears, and you get the transfer of wisdom, that's what those therapy sessions feel like. Well, he reads my mind, I swear. Guys, we've been in detrimental states. Okay, for anybody else listening to this who may not be into therapy or not or whatever, I'm telling you, like, we've been on the verge of ending this partnership. We've gone to gym and everything was perfect. Where you think that you can't. You start off, you sit down, you're like, there's no way this is going to end good. And then... At the end of the session, we're hugging each other and, and saying, I love you and, and moving on. And a very important thing is that he's great. He's one of the best, I would say. But it also takes our commitment to doing yeah, it. And you just stole the words from him. You know what I mean? Because homework. you just said something important. Detrimental to the business. We were about to kill each other. In whatever words you want to use. We showed up. We showed up. We were willing to all show up. Even It was silent. You know, we didn't discuss this. There was the most detrimental. That was the most detrimental fight you and I, it was basically you and I and Nick was somehow in the middle of it, whatever. Or Could I part just cue everybody in yeah. so they know? So yeah, this was uh, an argument that happened about four months ago. Horrible. And it just, it was no, just. No, it must have been like seven. Yeah, point is, is that it was a melting months. pot pressure cooker and the explosion went off. And the explosion went off and then I, basically I didn't want to talk to Leslie for a really long time. And we didn't text each other. She, I think they sent me a text, but I didn't even care to look at it at the time. And I was already there. I was already at James. Jim, sorry, whatever. whatever. Yeah, we Same, showed We up. call him different names. He, we were already there and they showed up. And then we worked it out. So our commitment level with James and Jim understanding us and our communication, us all together, create a solution. And and on that note, I do want to say, uh, just to, to kind of wrap up this part of it, is that founder tension is real, guys. Mm. It's real because... I can sit here and like honestly say in retrospect, looking over the last 20 months, um, almost every time I've exploded and got into arguments with either Jake or Les, it's really like, like I'm going through a bad place inside and that bad place is just me being unhappy about something. And then I, I, I lash out on one of these two um, and, and it manifests itself in whatever way. And founder tension is real because you guys are all going through so much pressure with each other mm. that that you know sometimes the water boils and it spills over and it's very important that a mediator comes in and helps you let the water cool down so that you can get back on your path of winning it, yeah it will always be a melting pot so yeah it's, it's, it's never going to stop being a melting it's, pot it's never it, it's always going so the water it's natural that the water eventually builds up but you need to know when it's too much overflowing Ring gets you on know, fire you know you got it you we know exactly when i think we all know inside when the moment is that it's too much of an explosion the water's tipped too much let's go get this fixed oh yeah and then we actually i think we had a huge breakthrough which was something that would have usually required us to be at gyms to have the breakthrough do you guys know what it trash is can. yes 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 do you want to talk about the trash can i will speak about the trash yeah because you are the one who came up with so, it essentially no no jim came up with the trash can for you and i yeah but then so what is the trash can it's a place it's a thing whatever but you no, want it to be explain why we even why it's important for founders going through every day to have that trash can okay it's super important exactly the trash can is a place or a, or a thing where you can write a note or or 
park something, throw it in the trash can. It could be a thought, it could be an idea, it could be an argument, it could be an emotion, it could be a feeling. You throw it in the trash can. Usually once, a negative connotation, right? Yes, yeah. of course. It's got to have a negative emotion. Just to give you guys some it. examples, Nick and I have an argument or, or something happens. He says something or I say something. I write it down. I put it in the trash can. You know, Jake has something to say about my department that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it could be negative. He throws it in the trash can. Can I come in this part? Yeah. This is super important why the trash can exists. And I really want to nail it home for everybody listening. When you are building a business, it is inherent that usually all of your energy is going to always go to what's shit. There, everything around you while you're building a business is shit because it starts off, you're in a fucking shitty little hut, you know, the winds are blowing like crazy and all you have is four fucking sticks in the ground with some hay on top mm-hmm. and the hay is flying everywhere and you're just like, wow, this is the shittiest structure ever, but people are still showing up to buy lemonade. And so, but, and you're not even focused on all that lemonade that's being sold. Like you're selling lemonade. People are fucking pumped about the lemonade and all you can think about is that shitty fucking hut that you're, you're working You're just focused of. on the negative. Yeah, and yeah. What, what happened was, is Jake, Nick and I were in my office and it was the end of the day and something had happened and everyone was on edge. And then you go on tilt. Jake starts going down a rabbit hole. Nick's already down the rabbit hole. And the negative- <laughs> Jacob put me Untilled very quickly. Well, I'm expe- there's something important I yeah. need to finish after you're the done. The negativity that. starts and I, and it starts going. And I'm at the end of it, it's five o'clock. I've had a hard day. And it's all but real a good negativity, day. by the way. It's yes, real it's stuff. It's real it's stuff. Fake. It's not fake, but it's like we, we, we point out those things, right? And at the end of the day, when you're up to here, like you said, the, the, ste- the water's about to pour over, you don't want to hear these things. And so I said, let's buy a big trash can. And all week, let's throw the things that we want to say that are negative or bothering us or, you know, anything that's on our mind that might put somebody on tilt. Let's throw it, as long as it's not an SOS or an emergency, throw it in the trash can. It's the idea of also like slam dunking it. And then every Sunday when we're chill, grab a beer, come in and start opening paper by paper one, one a week and then deal with that problem solve. And that's amazing because you're in a different mind, mind space. You know what you're about to do. So you know that you're going into something that's a problem-solving mode. That requires energy. That requires energy. You're relaxed. You slept in. You're having a beer. And you take care of it. Here's where the most dangerous thing about this trash can. I'm not having the trash can. Sorry. It's that you could literally destroy the whole flow of the week by going down that rabbit hole and spreading the cancer. So let the cancer be safely dealt with in the hospital. Oh. And that's it. Wow. Guys, that's it. Just so you guys know. I just wait, I just had a really very like that. Just I'm it's I, rattling. I, can we I want an encore. Can sense. we get an that encore on that? Yeah. Can we get an I encore? I, I, guys, I don't even know what I said. Yeah. <laughs> can someone I repeat that? Okay, yeah, okay, Les, give us an encore on that. I was that. just so fired up by oh. that. That's when why. you have cancer, you want to wait to get to the hospital for the doctor to deal with it. You want Is the doctor? You, you want to? Some- <laughs> no. You- <laughs> so sorry, I don't remember now. What just happened is Les just butchered it. Yeah, it was butchered. So- <laughs> <laughs> okay, what happened? Words there. Okay, Nick, try it. Let's see if you could get it. <laughs> okay. So basically, when you have cancer, you don't want it to spread, so you need it out of your body, and you want to just put it in this area that it can be safely examined at a later date without it spreading and infecting everywhere else and shutting you down. Exactly. How do I do, guys? Yeah. How do I do? Was I do okay. Was it wasn't what he said, but it, I tried. I tried. <laughs> so the idea was that if you're sick with something contagious, let's just say I, I use cancer. I don't know why I use that, but let's just say you want to be in the safest zone to deal with it. And 
having that trash can is the safest zone. So why would you go into a risky fire zone and with the with the chance of it spreading like wildfire when you can go into a safe zone and have it being dealt with, you know, with the with Probably. the experts, you know, because if our minds aren't there, and I come in and I start poking the bear like I used to do all the time, boom, 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 because I like to look at the negatives sometimes, actually all the time, and you're in a great flow. You're killing it with with this, with that, and I come in with that that key and I stab you with it. Next thing you know is like your whole flow is ruined and maybe you can't ca- you can't get back on your feet right now and now you're like, hey, well, fuck, like, oh, shit. The problem is we're giving it our best every day. Exactly. And so if somebody or one of us always comes in and just starts spewing, you know, negativity or, or putting something down, that's what drains the battery. Yeah, and also you, you don't realize, and t- I, I don't know, just the older I get to realize you really need to have a lot of negativity um, requires 10x the ed- energy of positivity and that's why it works that way so you really need to be like fully charged when you're hitting negativity 100% um, so Newman who's in the studio with us snaps again for Newman because this is her first time videotaping a showrunner uh, did something really nice and I want to end this segment on something she made us all say nice things about each other the other oh, day and yeah. I really felt good about that so we're not going to do everybody today but Jake and I we're going to do Les and then every show we're going to do one of us so we're going to start we're going to end the show by saying one really thing I, that we love I think it should be one, I think it should be one person that does it every single show one person does it I wasn't involved last week with that nice thing so you take it away but it was really nice though to hear you want to do just I think one person, person per show and then we because it will carry over it would be nice to have once every week someone does it. Okay, fair. But we are eventually going to hear something nice that you'll say about Yeah, that. I'll do next week. Okay. okay. Not that I don't want to say something nice to her. I did a whole video of nice things to you, by the way. True origins. Sorry, our relationship story. Wait till you hear what I said. Tabernak. <laughs> Tabernak. Right, Jordan? Rach <laughs> Newman. What I said nice things, eh? Okay. Okay, go. So, Les, you are the most caring person. And I am... You were literally the most caring person I've ever met in my entire life. And that extends way past what is just happening at Midday Squares. For everybody that's listening, you know, I have the privilege of getting to have uh, 24-7 access to Les's mouth. And no, I mean it. It's a privilege. And, And just if you guys heard some of the things that come out of her mouth and the things that she worries about... um. I, I mean, I look at her and I'm just like, if I can get halfway to that empathy that she provides for the world, for the people that she loves, friends, family, people in midday squares, uh, I would be a better person. And uh, so snaps to Les for just being one of the most caring people. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, that. I love you. I that was really nice. I actually love that. I, and I love you. you. Thanks, Newman, for that concept. Too. Yeah. And I love you really, too. Um do we have any uh, other things we want to leave the listeners on for this week? I mean, it was it was it was, it was a long a week, but we're going to the summer, and uh, I'm excited about the summer. I must say that just having the sun out is fucking ten on ten. It I, helps. Yeah, I I want to say like it was uh, just like what a great weekend. I'm excited for the week. Um, Nick and I recently washed our balcony and got a rug and a beanie bag, and we actually spent Friday night outside. It was raining. It was a real vibe with music and a vibe. beer. We were out there for hours and I just, I love, there's something about the nature that I love and I think it's the little things that can make you happy. It's just about finding what works for you. Jake? I'm good. He's good, (laughs) baby. So on that note, what I do want to say, if there is something that you guys are fucking wanting to do, just do it, baby. It's never too early to start doing what you want to do. 
Um, and just make sure you find the right teammates because it's really important. I think we've all been through a lot of journeys in life. Without those teammates, the road is fucking hard. Just take the time. Like, take the time. Put the effort, you know, like... Don't think too much. Just go stock. for it. Don't just buy the stock. <laughs> Don't just buy it. Do the research. Do your research. Do the homework. You know, <laughs> tick, t- the time's only ticking when you start, right? <laughs> and on that fucking note, ladies and gentlemen, go out, kill it, do whatever the fuck you want to do. We love you. And one, two, three. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, ole. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, ole. Midday squares, that's a fucking wrap.